starts with desire, commitment, and doing what you need to do to create the outcomes that you want. Welcome to The Pursuit. I'm your host, Ben Spangle. I'm excited to have you here today. At our show, we're all about helping you in the pursuit of your best body, mind, spirit, and life. Thanks for being here. Hey, before we get started on today's show, I want to share with you something that you may not be familiar with, and that's the Mindset Mastery Movement. Not that long ago, I started the Mindset Mastery Movement, and what it is is it's a group coaching program that brings like-minded individuals, primarily entrepreneurs, professionals, executives, together to really go into a deeper dive on the concepts that help you create your ideal life. And for many of you listening, you might be working on your business. How do I grow that? How do I grow my income to new levels, my financial life, my wealth? It could be working on your body and your health as I am right now too. It could be relationships. Ultimately, what I learned a long time ago was that anything and everything you've ever wanted is available to you and it comes to you and through you by understanding some natural laws and universal laws and how to work with your mind and the universe around you. So we do a deep dive on that. We do Q&A once a month, group coaching. We do a live training for 90 minutes. And right now the doors are closed for it, but I wanna give you an opportunity to get on the wait list to be the very first to know when we open the doors for new members. So if you like the sounds of that, go to www.benspangle.com forward slash MMM and get yourself on the wait list, or you can click the link below in the show notes. Welcome back. First of all, buckle up. You're going to love today. I have Jim Fortin with me today, and I know some of you are familiar with him. Some of you aren't yet, but after today, you're going to want to go check out him a whole, whole bunch. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know, one of my passions is understanding our mind and working with this beautiful subconscious mind. And my guest today Jim Fortin is who I would consider, as I've learned more and more about him, the one of for sure, maybe even the top subconscious expert in the world, but he's certainly the leading expert in subconscious self, self-transformation, pardon me. Jim has worked with companies all over the world, spoken with legends on stage, and Jim, I'm so honored to have you here. Thank you for your hey. time. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm glad to be here, and I'm excited for the opportunity to get to help more people. So I'm all yours. Let's go. What do you want to talk about? Let, let's go. So, I mean, you are the subconscious transformation guy. And I know that uh, everybody on the planet wants some kind of transformation in their life. They want to improve an area of life. They want to get better. Uh, so let's, let's start with really simply, you know, when we take a look at someone beginning to transform their life and they want to make changes, where do, where do you get them to start? You know, before anyone has to start, there, there, there are levels of change in okay. life. And before anyone starts, I find most people are sick and tired of being sick and tired. And they're looking for something. Now, you said a lot of people want transformation. That's not true. A mm. lot of people want change, mm. but they don't equate it to transformation. Most people work from more, better, different. I want a little more. I want a little better. I want a little different. Okay. Most people, and I'm generalizing, I've been this for a lot of years, three decades, and I've talked, I don't know how many millions of people. Mm -hmm. Most people never say, I want to revolutionize my life. Mm -hmm. I want to completely reinvent my life. Mm -hmm. 
most people will say, and I'm using the word most because I'm generalizing, but again, I, I mm -hmm. know what's out there. Mm -hmm. The majority of people will say something like, you know, I just want a little more money, a little more this, a little more that. And if you, you've listened to my podcast for a while, you know I'm very direct. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't like me. A lot of people do like me. Mm -hmm. I just tell you like it is in mm -hmm. my years, decades of experience. Mm -hmm. Most people won't do the work or they won't get out of their comfort zone to do the work to make something happen in their life. Mm -hmm. And then what they do is they complain because nothing has changed mm -hmm. in their life. At that point, I can't help that person. I can only help people that are motivated to create you know, a dramatic difference in their life. Mm -hmm. So where do they start? It starts with desire, commitment, and doing what you need to do to create the outcomes that you want. Mm -hmm. And that's uncomfortable for a lot of people, so they won't do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why, why do you think it is that people, most people are only wanting that little bit more rather than completely revolutionizing their life? Let me give you a metaphor here. I tell a lot of my students, and I live in Arizona, by the way. So, um, I live not in the desert. People think Arizona is all desert. I live mm -hmm. up in the high country near the Grand Canyon, okay. but it's dry here. So I'm going to put a little uh, lip gloss on so my lips don't fall off while we're talking. <laughs> now, you ask, um, I'm sorry, the question was, again, why? Yeah, wh why do most people only want a little bit better rather than oh, revolutionize yeah. their life? The metaphor is this. And I've done this many, many times, metaphorically. This is what I say to people. The metaphor is this. If I took you to a famous American hotel chain called the Four Seasons, mm -hmm. it's high-end, four-star, five-star, I don't know. I mean, I stay there. I just don't know how many stars it has. And I said, let's go to the buffet. Mm -hmm. The buffet is 100 bucks for lunch. And that was, I don't, it's been a while since I've been there, but that's what it calls for lunch. Mm -hmm. And at the buffet at the Four Seasons, you can have whatever you want. I mean, they have king crab legs, they have lobster, some even have caviar, hmm. but they've got the whole gamut. They've got bread, you can make sandwiches, all the way up the spectrum of, of, of food. Mm -hmm. And if I said, hey, let's go, to the, let's go to the buffet, go knock yourself out, get whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Most people literally come back with a plate with maybe some bologna on it, which I don't think they serve bologna at the Four Seasons. <laughs> They've got some bologna and a couple, of, a couple of crackers and maybe a little of something else. Most people, and again, I'm generalizing, but the same my first rodeo. Yeah. Most people will not walk up and say, wow, I can have anything that I want on this buffet. And the good part is Jim's going to pay for it. Mm. So they walk up and they take maybe a couple of grapes, a couple of pieces of cheese. And... I don't know if there's any definitive answer to that, but what I've heard a lot of and what I suspect mm -hmm. is we are told no. Re and I don't know how credible the research is. I would assume pretty credible. And it's, it's something I read 25 years ago mm -hmm. that by the time we are 18 years old, we have heard mm -hmm. the, the word no a hundred thousand times. Mm. So think about when you're small kids. Do you have small kids? I do too. Yep. Okay. So just think about this as, as a parent is when we're kids, and I don't know about you, but when I grew up and I'm pretty, I grew up in a pretty normal environment, uh, can I go here? No. Can I do this? No. Mm -hmm. Can I have that? No. Can I go stay there? No. Can I try out for this? No. Can we buy this? No. Put it back. Mm -hmm. well, we have that at home. We can't afford it, whatever. Mm -hmm. We learn through conditioning at a very early age, and this all becomes subconscious. Mm -hmm. We learn 
that the answer is already going to be no. So we don't ask anymore because we've learned the answer is already going to be no. Hmm. I find that what a lot of people get into is what I call self-deprivation. Like I have, you know, people don't believe it. And it, the only reason they don't have it is because they don't believe it. And that's a whole different topic. You can have anything you want in life. And I mean that. My own life is evidence of it. I grew up poor, broke. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, as I mentioned to you before we started, I'm building a brand new home. It's taking years longer than it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. But I went from the low end of the financial spectrum to the top 1% of the financial spectrum in the United States. Mm-hmm. I have an education, but that doesn't matter. People will mm-hmm. know not a lot of education make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question in a long roundabout way, we can have anything we want. We don't know it because we're told no as a kid. No, you can't have. No, you can't do. No, you can't be. Mm-hmm. So we don't even bother to ask because we have become conditioned subconsciously to not ask. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does for sure. hundred percent. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would love for our audience. I've heard you talk about it and I think you're probably the best on the planet that describes this, the, uh, be, do have versus have, do be. Can, can we dive into that a little bit? Yeah. And I have the be, do have series coming up again, live oh, next perfect. month, starting awesome. middle of the month. Um, I also have the trademark to be to have, which I'm surprised that I got, even though it's not an, an overly used phrase. I own the okay. trademark. Many years ago in 1992, back when I started getting into air quote motivation, yeah. I knew there was a better way to live life. Mm. I was at an event and I heard the classic American motivational speaker, Zig Ziglar. Okay. You probably know the name, right? Yeah, of course. Zig, Zig said, before you can have, you have to do. Before you can do, you have to be. Hmm. So most of us work from have, do, be. And let me explain this relative to money. Mm-hmm. All right. We work from have, do, be instead of be, do, have. And by the way, beautiful and great question. Hmm. Because most of us work backwards, but we don't know we're working backwards. Mm-hmm. Have, do, be is a psychological premise of if I have or had more, then I could do more. And if mm-hmm. I could do more, then I could be successful. Mm-hmm. Let me give that a real life example. Mm-hmm. You know, I really want a better life. I'm an entrepreneur, as an example. Mm-hmm. I'm an entrepreneur, and I really want a much better life. But you know what? That's what I want to have, but I can't afford to do it. I can't afford to pay a marketer or Facebook ads or this or that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So therefore, because I don't have it, I'm not going to do anything differently. Mm. And because I don't do anything differently, as a result, I will never be someone in terms of what I create Mm -hmm. differently. Mm -hmm. It's a broken model. Mm -hmm. When we work from half, we're working from circumstance. I did Mm. it for 25 years of my, maybe 30 years of my life. It's a broken model. Yeah. Now, circumstance is this is what I have. This is what I can do. Nothing more. Here's the money in my bank account. What blows my mind that I'm, I'm it, it's going to come, come across a little, little judgmental, but it's not because I've been there, mm-hmm. is I want a whole lot more in life, as I alluded to earlier, but yet I won't do anything or be anyone different to have that, meaning I won't be courageous to get out of my comfort zone. I won't mm-hmm. be 100% responsible. I won't be self-integral. 
I won't be committed. I won't be determined to create the money that I need to hire who I need to create the success that I want to have what I want in life. That's the first part of the premise. Very good question. Again, second part is we change it to from have to be to be do have. That model is who must I be to do what I must do to have what I must have. Mm. Ways of being are characteristics. We can be many, many different things, but we are being as a result of being a human being in any given moment. We're conscious thinkers. Mm -hmm. So I look at, let's say, for example, and I do own a, I have a global reach. I, I own a multi-million dollar business. And honestly, I was I was broke years ago. Mm-hmm. And what changed for me is when I decided to be the kind of person who would do whatever I needed to do to bring the resources in my life to create what it is that I want to create. As a result mm-hmm. of that, you and I are talking today. But had I never jumped that bridge many, many years ago, I would still probably probably be making 100, 150 grand a year. And that's not a lot of money in this day and age. It's not. Sure. Yeah. But that's, that's why it's so vital. We have to look at who and how am I being? Because your being is, is characteristics. And your success is determined not by what you do, but by your characteristics. Because your characteristics will determine what you do. Long answer mm-hmm. again, did that make sense? It does make sense. It's one of those ones that, you know, we could listen to that last three, four minutes there every day and get greater depth with it every time. I thought of it, you even helped me with that too, mm-hmm. as I've played with the concept for a while now. Um, but even thinking about creating wealth, right? Great levels of yeah. wealth. And I think as I hear you say that now, it just clicked for me in a different way uh, than before was not to necessarily, not to, to be wealthy. I was thinking, okay, well, I'm going to be wealthy. So what's, you know, what's, what's the wealthy get? But instead, right. what are the characteristics of someone that has wealth? Let me, let and, me go here for a second. I'm, I'm yeah. interrupting for a reason. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm making notes as we go. Let me go back 25 years ago, 20 years okay. ago. Okay. I used to speak at a very large event, very big names there. Mm-hmm. One of the names is, and I'm apolitical, I don't really care, but we mm-hmm. are in a, chaotic political storm in the United States. I think you guys are having that also up in Canada. Absolutely. Italy's having it. Australia is having it. And there was this guy named Donald Trump speaking at the event. Now, he was already well known for art of the deal and all that. Mm-hmm. And Donald said in 1992 that he was broke. He, mm-hmm. he literally was actually not just broke. He was $2 billion upside down in the red. Mm-hmm. My thought back then is how in the heck do you become two billion in the red mm-hmm. in your personal life? This mm-hmm. wasn't business. This was personal. Wow. And he even said, and by the way, I was a speaker there. I didn't listen to much five minutes and I was out because when you go speak at those events, you know, many other speakers, you go to dinner, you go out, whatever. But he said, he goes, I was walking in New York and he goes, I saw a homeless guy, and I thought, that guy has $2 billion more than me because he's starting at zero, and right. I'm starting at minus $2 billion. Yeah. And today, he will blow his accounts up to $10 billion. Forbes said he's worth $3 billion, and there's even, there's even debate about that. 
Right. But the point is this. I'm going to slow down. When he was broke in his circumstances and his environment, meaning his physical world around him, yeah. most of us let our circumstances drive us. He was still rich in his subconscious mind and mm. his identity and the way that he saw himself. Mm. That's a way of being. So he was being wealthy in his mind. Therefore, he did what he needed to do to recreate the wealth. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It does. How do we, if we stick on this wealth concept, how Hang do on. we... Yeah, before you go there, I know, I'm sorry. These yeah. things just come. They're coming. <laughs> okay, you said, you said be wealthy. Yeah. That's the wrong approach. I chased, okay. I chased that one for, for 30 years, trying okay. to, be, to be rich. Okay. And as a kid, I used to watch, it's before your time, uh -huh. a TV show in the seventies called lifestyles of the rich and famous. Okay. And it had the, like the most, uh, the wealthiest people in the world and their yachts and their cars and their homes. And when I was in high school, I'm like, I want to be like those guys. I want to be rich. Mm -hmm. And I recognized many years ago that we live in a cause and effect universe. Now we know this. Um, and it's really not cause and effect, but that's a whole different ball of wax. But it looks okay. like cause and effect. Okay. We live in a cause and effect world. Money is the effect. And if we're mm. chasing wealth, we're chasing the effect. Wow. What is the cause of the money? You listening right now, you sitting there, you're the cause of the money. We're focusing on the wrong part of the equation. So what I tell people, inadvertently, I had this on my desk. It's a book. It's a journal that one of my very good friends gave to me. She is in her 80s now. She created a multi-billion dollar real estate company in Texas. Mm -hmm. She was one of my, is one of my closest friends. Mm -hmm. And she wrote me a note one day. And on that note, it said, and she, again, she owns a, she sold it but a multi-billion dollar real estate company that she created from scratch. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, Jim, most people fo focus on the word achievement. Mm -hmm. I don't focus on that. I focus on what Peter Drucker said, contribution. Mm -hmm. So I tell people, you're not going to get paid for, I'm going to go a little deeper. Mm -hmm. You're not going to just get paid for your contribution, but you're going to get paid for how much you value your value. Because for example, yeah, I have to get you to Mother get Teresa made a lot of contribution, right. but money wasn't a high value to her. Right. Therefore, I mean, she had the richest company in the world behind her, the Catholic Church. Let's yeah. be honest about it. They had the largest yeah. landowner in the world. Yeah. But when we work from service and expansion, now I, I, I attract millions of dollars per year, but you know what? In one of my programs, my signature program, we offer a 100% money back guarantee mm. after you go through the program. Mm. Now, it's, 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 it's priced well, mm -hmm. the investment, but somebody told me your prices are too low and it's still not cheap for most people. Mm -hmm. But you know what? We literally offer that refund and we've had six refund requests in six years. Wow. Six. Wow. We deliver. Yeah. But the point, create value. When you create value for people, let me make it even simpler. When you can make somebody's life better mm -hmm. and they value you and you value what you're doing to make their life better, mm 
they will pay you and that will make you rich, not chasing money. Hmm. I'm so, sorry I went so long. Hey, I love this stuff. It's you don't need to apologize at all. So are you I want to hear your thoughts on this. You know, we talk a lot in, you know, manifestation about getting clarity on your goal. So someone has a goal, maybe it is, it's a certain income level they want. Are you, are you suggesting then don't even focus on that component? Let's go there. Setting Please. goals, um, setting goals is backwards and broken. Okay. And it's not an opinion. Research proves that you can look at new year's resolutions up to the very first, I think two weeks after resolutions are set, something like 92% of people have already fallen off track. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Here's a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. I was speaking at an event probably 15 years ago for a big multi-level marketing company, one of the 10 largest in the world. Mm-hmm. And the guy on stage before me is like, hey, everybody, pull out your piece of paper and we're going to actually write down your goals now. Mm-hmm. And this whole audience of 10,000 people is writing down their goals. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, a year later, less than 1% or 2% of people had achieved those goals. Mm-hmm. You see that in life, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. Here's why it's broken. Setting goals is a left brain conscious activity. Oh, I think that I want to create A and B and C and D in life. Yeah, that's what I want. I did this for decades. Okay. I want that Mercedes Benz. I want that car. I want this. I want all these things that I said that I wanted mm-hmm. and I made them all goals. This is embarrassing. And about 2010, I went back and found an old journal from five years prior mm-hmm. and I had not achieved 95% of things on that list. Mm-hmm. Here's the big kicker for a lot of people. You must actually create the identity of a person who would have those things in your subconscious mind. You must Mm. be it first subconsciously before you can ever achieve the goal. Let me give you an example. I did a Facebook ad yesterday and I can't use it because Facebook won't let me already. I kind of suspected that. But right now, let me ask you, Ben, are you a smoker? No. Okay. So that means you didn't smoke any cigarettes today. No. Okay. If you were a smoker, okay, so it's easy not to smoke, right? Correct. Now, if you were a smoker, then it would probably be, now, as a non-smoker, it's probably hard to smoke. You'd probably be hacking up along if I gave you a cigarette right now, right? Sure. Said you got to smoke it, you got to inhale it. Mm -hmm. It's hard to do it because you're not a smoker. Mm -hmm. Now, let's look at a smoker. It's easy for them to smoke. Why? Mm -hmm. Because they are a smoker in their identity. Mm-hmm. We look at their behavior, but it's the identity that drives the behavior. Make mm-hmm. sense? Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay, let me add a little more here. So people will try to make money, but they don't. Why? They're doing all the behaviors, but they're still broke in their identity subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Until you change the subconscious identity, nothing will change for you, no matter what you do, no matter how much you want it. How much of it you do it it's not going to change till we change subconsciously and brain-based in here mm-hmm. you've got me thinking lots it's so good yeah hopefully mm-hmm. i have the listeners thinking too I'm this sure is why this is why ben i mean i i grew up poor really we, did, we didn't have any money mm-hmm. and we learn all these things as a kid 
And in the United States right now, literally, literally, I think 85% of Americans literally are living paycheck to paycheck. Mm. You can look at the country and say it's a wealthy country, many countries, maybe Australia, maybe New Zealand, maybe. But you know what? Where do the masses live? Many mm. people will blame um, the government or the economy or this or that. But if you're struggling with money, there, I had a friend we talked about before or a little earlier that did a launch of his programs and brought in several million dollars in revenue mm -hmm. in 2023. Mm -hmm. Money's everywhere. Money's mm -hmm. easy to make. Mm -hmm. It's our self-image that keeps us from that money. Mm -hmm. And as a kid, we learned that it's all going to be hard. We create that self-image as a kid. Then, as Socrates said, I believe it's Socrates or Plato or one of those dudes, give me a child until the age of eight and I will right. own them for a lifetime. Right. Why? Because we become that subconsciously. Mm -hmm. That's why in the United States, um, kids that grew up in Democratic families grow up generally to be Democrats. Mm -hmm. Kids that grew up in Republican families generally grew up to be Republicans. That's a very tangible example. Mm -hmm. I grew up to learn to be poor because mm -hmm. that's what I learned. Mm -hmm. We are trained as small kids. Mm -hmm. We are trained through our environment to be a certain way. And the way that we be is what we do and what we do is what we have. Mm hmm. Yeah. So how do, how do we begin to shift that then? So you think for listeners listening, say that makes sense. I could see how that's showing up in my life. How do I begin to shift that? How do I begin to shift that? There's multiple ways. Mm -hmm. The first way is and this I didn't uh, obviously I did not invent this, mm -hmm. but I, I do have a pretty strong hold in the industry in the field mm -hmm. is the subconscious mind and reprogramming mm -hmm. and anybody listening right now can get online and they can find YouTube videos, this, that, whatever on reprogramming a subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. I'm saying this humbly. Mm -hmm. What I notice is a lot of people that are teaching. Why? Because that's what monkey see monkey do. Everyone does in the world. A lot of people do in the world, not everyone. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're all teaching that. I'm going to go teach this mm -hmm. or that they're mm -hmm. doing this subconscious repro all these kind of things. Mm -hmm. But a lot of it is it's not it's not ineffective and bad teaching, mm -hmm. but it's what I at my level would say kind of marginal teaching. Mm -hmm. What we want to do is find somebody who understands the subconscious mind, a book, a YouTube video, something. We want to start trying it because hypnosis being in hypnosis to reprogram the subconscious mind is a natural state of being. Mm -hmm. If you've ever driven anywhere and you're in your head the whole time you're driving, mm -hmm. and then you always miss your exit. Mm -hmm. Why? Because you're internally focused, not externally focused. Mm -hmm. That's that's hypnosis, literally. Mm -hmm. You're in mm -hmm. your head. Mm -hmm. uh, but you're in your head about something that's preoccupying your attention. Mm -hmm. That is hypnosis. And through hypnosis, we can learn to reprogram the subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. A simple way, a simpler way that you do all day long. You've done this all day long since the morning, since the second you got up. Mm -hmm. is thinking. Mm. But we, what we do is, you know, Napoleon Hill wrote the book, Think and Grow Rich. Mm -hmm. If that were true, then everybody who read the book would become rich. But right. they don't because it's right. not consistent with their self-image. Okay? Mm -hmm. But you know what? What you think all day long literally programs yourself. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. So as a small kid, we learn to think this or that about money. As a small kid, I learned that money's hard to come by and it's a struggle. Mm-hmm. Then it became a subconscious habit, a subconscious pattern, mm-hmm. a belief system. Then I was trapped in that belief system, not even knowing I was trapped in a belief system because it's all subconscious. Totally. So the answer is simply start looking for resources, maybe even myself, but mm-hmm. start looking for resources to teach you how to reprogram your subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. That will dramatically change your life. Yeah, I love it. I love that stuff. It's so good. Um, let's talk about this idea. We, we've kind of st- talked about it along the way, but I think it's worthy of expanding more on as we were chatting a bit before. Sure. Uh, people, many people are stuck in their lives in different areas. We've talked a lot about financially up to this point, right? No but one's it, stuck. Okay. People aren't stuck in their okay. lives. They're stuck in their thinking. Thank you. And they're stuck in their thinking because they run out of creativity to brainstorm new ways to do something. We're stuck in that subconscious context and box, mm, but mm. keep on going. Mm-hmm. So, well, I guess you may have addressed it, but why why do people stay stuck in that, uh, the programming, I suppose, of what we're talking about really is yeah. they're stuck in the loop? You know, people will say, and they're incorrect, people will say, you know, I, I would call these people very lay people, mm-hmm. novices. Mm-hmm. We don't have free will. Mm-hmm. Um well, let me back up here even further. If I don't complete this thought, bring me back to it. Okay. Research demonstrates that the Max Planck Institute in Leipzig, Germany, very clear research demonstrates that even while we think we are in the process of making a conscious decision, mm-hmm. should I have blue, should I have red, so to speak? Mm-hmm. I'm going to think blue, red, blue, red, which do I want? What research, putting people into an fMRI machine, a functional magnetic resonance imaging machine, mm-hmm. watching blood flow in the brain. Mm-hmm. What they discovered is while you're consciously thinking red mm-hmm. or blue, red or blue, and you're thinking, I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about it, mm-hmm. your brain has already made the decision for you seven seconds before you even come to the conclusion consciously, wow. analytically. Your brain decides for you. Hmm. So your subconscious mind and your brain work interchangeably. And what and what happens is, is these people that have learned to be they've been beaten down or their parents have beat them down or the economy or Mm -hmm. this or that. They're working from paradigms that they created before the age of eight years old, but they don't know they're stuck in the paradigm. Until we recognize first things first. Hey, I'm stuck on a paradigm. Until we recognize that and even know that, we will never get out of that paradigm of the subconscious prison. Mm-hmm. So the reason why people are staying stuck in that thought loop, if you will, is they're not even recognizing that they're stuck in is what you're saying. They don't know. Yeah. They, they don't know that they can change. Yeah. And we right. can change anything. So I right. mentioned the brain. Yeah. You know, 30 years ago and prior to that, yeah. doctors would say, Neurologist would say, if you had a stroke 10 years, yeah. 10 years ago, yeah. if you had a stroke three months after the stroke, whatever your body's doing, that's you for life. That is not true mm. because there's a concept which ancient wisdom has talked about it for millennia, mm-hmm. but scientists have discovered a concept called neuroplasticity. 
For sure. Meaning the brain is plastic. Mm-hmm. Meaning the brain can reorganize itself. There was a, I think it was on the BBC, a documentary I saw of a woman that had to have, believe it or not, I'm certain this is real, had to have half of her brain, an entire hemisphere removed. Mm. And, and the, the thing about that is each side of the brain, each hemisphere is responsible for different things. Mm-hmm. The left part of the brain, the left hemisphere is responsible for thought, reasons, analysis, mm-hmm. um, analytical things. Mm-hmm. The right hand side of the brain is responsible for things like emotion and senses and and and, and long term memory. Mm-hmm. The left side of the brain, short term memory, etc. Very different functions. Mm-hmm. They removed half of her brain. Okay. The other part of the brain took over for the parts that were removed, and actually took responsibility for that. Wow. I'm sorry for everyone listening, Ben. I am so sorry. I'm at a home today with two contractors here. They were supposed to be gone by now. I planned it all for them to be gone. They got <laughs> here, had problems. They came back. I am so sorry. It's all good, man. It's all good. I got my I'm, dog. She's sleeping right beside me. No I'm so, I apologize. <laughs> you know, I am a real person. I have a real life. I'm living in basically a, a I would use a bad word, but I'm, I'm living in a storm right now, apartment <laughs> at home. I live in Sedona. There's no housing. I sold my other home. I had to get out. So hey, I'm living in a home under construction. We appreciate you making the time. It's awesome. I'm sorry, guys, but let's keep on going, Ben. Let's go. So she if, you want, had, if you want to. I do. She had half her brain removed, and what you're saying is the the remaining half began to take over the functions of what the previous half did. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. And there was wow. a guy, I saw this video on YouTube. There was a guy that literally had a stroke that incapacitated him completely. He was almost at a vegetative state. Mm-hmm. He used self-hypnosis mm-hmm. to literally regenerate the entire body. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah. this, is, this is documented medically. Yeah. And that was yeah. on YouTube. But I, yeah. I read so much research over the years. I got research coming out of my ears. Yeah. This is yeah. very, very real. We can heal using the yes. power of the mind. You know, I just to echo what you're saying, Jim. I was at a meditation retreat. It's probably two years ago now. Uh, Joe Dispenza's. Yeah. His, and uh, I was there and I watched a guy who had ALS, wheelchair yeah. bound. He had ALS for a number of years. So and it's an amazing story because he began to get into meditation, hypnosis, right? Started learning about it yoga, stuff like this. And, and what happened for him was, was that his ALS, it didn't, uh, it didn't go away, but it began to slow the regression for him as he started. Yeah. Sorry, it wasn't hypnosis. He just started with meditation. Then he started to learn more about this stuff. And uh, he got to the point where he was wheelchair bound, uh, but he had been practicing this. He comes to this retreat and this is, I was there. This is not like, you know, I, I didn't hear about this. Right. I watched this happen. Yeah, he's, he's wheelchair bound. His brother's pushing him around. And in one of the meditations, we were out on the beach, brother pushed him out and I watched the guy stand up and walk. And he could not walk when he came into the, the retreat. That is the power. I'm going to go a little deeper here. I'm going to I'm going to take you, your listeners somewhere they probably haven't been. Mm. I was going to say this power of the mind, mm. but it's not power of the mind. It's mm. beyond that. Mm. That is the power of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Everyone has consciousness running through their body. Mm-hmm. Without consciousness, you're a dead bag of skin. Mm-hmm. Consciousness is energy. Mm-hmm. And the body, it is an EEG and an EKG. 
electromagnetics. We all have that in our body. That is a wise universal force. Mm -hmm. Now, let me give you an example of that. Mm -hmm. um, you ever cut yourself? Just a paper sure. cut on the hand or something. Sure. Do you sit here and stare at it and go, heal. Heal. <laughs> heal. Yeah. No. When you cut yourself, you put yeah. a Band-Aid. Yeah. What is it that you already know? Yeah, I know the power within. I know it's going to heal. Right. Yeah. Stop. This is really important. I know yeah. it's going to heal. Yeah. As a result of that, that's your subconscious paradigm. Right. It directs universal consciousness, yes. quantum field, quantum physics, whatever, yep. Yep. to heal this. Right. But we think, oh, finger, that's a little bitty deal. Mm -hmm. Paper cut, no mm -hmm. big deal. We can hit mm -hmm. That's going to heal. Mm -hmm. But what we don't think, because the medical establishment, and I have mm -hmm. respect for it, I coach a lot of MDs. Mm -hmm. The medical establishment pulls people backwards. Mm -hmm. Now, where I'm going here is you can heal big or small. Mm -hmm. The universe which is infinite, doesn't say, you know, that little, that little bitty speck of a planet down there, you mm -hmm. know, Susan's got something she wants to heal, but holy cow, we're a universe and that's a big thing. We can't heal that. Mm. You know, it's energy, mm -hmm. it's consciousness and mm -hmm. it heals big or small. And it money wise, it doesn't have a difference between maybe, I don't know what this is, a 50 cent P or silver, I don't know, silver dollar, whatever, between right. this and a million dollars. Right. You know, it doesn't know. The universe right. just responds to what we tell it. But right. we don't recognize that. A yeah. lot of people try to disprove it. But medicine, I had some things happen in 2020. First time in my life I was in a hospital. Okay. If I listened to those doctors, I would be sick for the rest of my life. Mm. When they gave me a diagnosis, one of the uh, cardiologists was not very positive. One was. Mm. And I said to myself, I ain't buying it. Mm. I ain't buying it. I know I will, can, and am healing. As a result, I'm perfectly healthy, whereas other people spend a lifetime, air quote, being sick. Mm. Yeah. I'm sorry, you got me fired up today. Hey, I love this stuff, Jim. I love I this stuff. Uh, yeah, that that idea of, of consciousness, us directing, directing consciousness applies in all areas of our life. And it's it's fascinating. The more The more I learn about it, and, you know, it has me thinking it, 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 it's the challenge I find for me at this point in my life, everybody, too, is you're listening is intellectually, I can understand it. But how do I bring it more into my life? Right. That truly. OK, good. Let's it's go. Not, it's not available right now. It's called the Be to Have Challenge. Um, it's a nine day challenge. Um, it's not available right now. We actually put it on the back burner. We'll pull it out later. Okay. That's not the Be to Have series coming up. The Be to Have challenge is something else. Okay. I, br I break down ways of being. Okay. Now, what I mean by that, people think being is doing. Oh, right. if I'm if I'm being committed, I'm yeah. doing something, but I'm committed. Right. You know, I usually explain it that way because if I go much deeper too quickly, I lose people. Okay. And it's so simple that it's ridiculous. Okay. Mm -hmm. A way of being is to simply be a conscious thinker. Because that is consciousness. Consciousness is life. Life is being. Now, as that conscious thinker, we yeah. have the free will, which is what I was talking about earlier, people thinking about the Max Planck. Yes. Now, research has demonstrated that even though your decisions are determined by the brain, mm -hmm. you can override those decisions with your conscious thinking. Right. To be, okay, 
being is mm-hmm. to, it's more metaphysical, but it's not. It sounds mm-hmm. philosophical, but it's not. Mm-hmm. To be means to exist. Now, I exist, and most of us stop there. I exist in the mold that I have become from my parents. Mm-hmm. But where I work from, I exist as a conscious creator. Mm-hmm. I can create anything that I want as long mm-hmm. as I, I hold my attention there, which holds my consciousness there. Mm-hmm. This is not woo-woo. This is ancient science. I mean, ancient mm-hmm. wisdom, and mm-hmm. it's science. It's physics. Yeah. 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 I can create anything I want as long as I hold my conscious attention there. Is that what you said? Yeah. You know, I learned, you probably heard me talk about my brother-in-law, the shaman, Don Javier. He taught I, me one Briefly. Of, yeah. yeah. He taught me six words that when people get this, and it'll take maybe one day, maybe never to okay. get it. Okay. Um, it took me a long time. It took, I understood it right away, but it took me a long time to get it. Six words. You are where your attention is. Hmm. Let's take that apart. You are where your attention is. Think back to a time in your life, maybe. Has there ever been a time when you didn't have money, kind of broke, kind of, okay. Sure. Where was your attention that whole time? Oh, yeah, for sure. On being, being broke. broke. Yeah. I don't want to, and I've heard all the stories. I don't want to look at my bank account. I don't want to yeah. go with my ATM card because I don't want to see my balance. Oh, yeah. oh hell, I got a bill. I'm afraid to open it because I'm afraid what it's going to say. Oh, no, I got this letter from the IRS. Yeah. I wonder what's in there and I hadn't even opened it yet. Yeah. But you ever notice this? This is what I tell people in one of my money programs. Mm-hmm. Speaking about attention, you ever notice that people that, ha- that need the money the most have the least? Yes. Think about that. The people who need the money the most have the least. Mm-hmm. Why? That's where their attention is on not having money. Mm-hmm. So their consciousness is all about, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke. That's their consciousness. That's their frequency. That's their vibration. Mm-hmm. That's what they're bringing back energetically, plus in terms of their self-image. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they do it. Therefore, meaning they, if you keep saying, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke. Mm-hmm. And you see yourself as broke, you will do things that broke people do. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. means you'll stay broke. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know, and I, as I've studied more and more and began to teach this too, is that people will do this, but then they'll, they'll hear this, say, okay, well, I'm wealthy, I'm wealthy, I'm wealthy. But then feeling broke. Right? That's what, so, creates, that's what creates being broke is the feeling being broke. Yeah. And how bad it feels to be broke. Right. You know, there's controversy on this. I'm going to go here. Science has not validated the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. Ancient wisdom. It's just if you look at the world. Mm-hmm. But even if you look at, um, I think it's called sympathetic resonance. You can hit the A key on one piano and the A key on another piano will be vibrating. Mm-hmm. Frequency and vibration. Birds of a feather, you know, mm-hmm. locked together. Water mm-hmm. seeks its own level, mm-hmm. um, et cetera. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just a law of life. Mm-hmm. But we don't get it. So then what we do is, okay, I love that law of attraction. I had a lady one time say the law of attraction doesn't work for me. I'm still broke. <laughs> Hello? You're still broke? Hello? Okay, McFly, are you home? Mm-hmm. You're still broke because the law of attraction is working for you. That's right. Yeah. So <laughs> we attract oh, what we are. Yeah, we totally do. Oh, man, this is so good. Um, 
you know, I, I want to do this again with you if you're okay. Cause I know, with, I know there's so much levels we can go deeper on this stuff. Sure. Um, sure. And I would love to do that. I also want to uh, get people to get more information from you and around you. So can you tell us the best spots for that? I know, um, I think you do have something uh, coming up as well. So I'd love to have you talk about that. A couple of things, depending upon where people are. Number one is the podcast is in the top one half of 1% of downloaded podcasts on iTunes, nice. millions of downloads. Uh, just look me up, Jim, F-O-R-T-I-N, iTunes podcast, transform your life from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Another way is to join my mailing list, jimforton.com. Just go there, download something, you'll be on the list. Okay. We also have the b to have series coming up next month. And in the series, it's all going to be live, three parts, and I'm going to cover all this and break it down even more. Go to jimforton.com slash one word, B, the word B, do, the word do, have, H-A-V-E, jimforton.com slash B, do, have, one word. Amazing. Everybody, go check that out. Get involved with Jim's work. I know you love today, and this is one of those ones that uh, you'll probably want to circle back and listen, because I know we, we talked about a lot of stuff today. Let me, uh, let me add this. Yeah. Is... They will, most people will miss 90% of what I said, Mm. not because they're not smart. Mm. Why? Because your identity will filter out anything not consistent with your identity. Right. Let me give you an example. Think and Grow Rich. Let's use this book as an example. And I cover this in B2Have. Yeah. This book could be about how to make a billion dollars and it actually Mm -hmm. works. And you believe what's in here can actually work. Mm -hmm. And you read the book. Mm-hmm. but you're still broke. Mm-hmm. The reason why this book, this podcast, my podcast are content, C-O-N-T-E-N-T, mm-hmm. words on a page, words out of your mouth, content. If this content is not consistent with the context, meaning the frame psychologically, subconsciously of who you are, mm-hmm. the frame will kick the content out. Mm-hmm. So we listen to things. This is why I'm not exaggerating. I read when I was in my 20s and early 30s, I read over a thousand books on money, everything from spiritual to cognitive psychology to money, everything. I was broke. Mm. The thing is this. I grew up poor. So in my image, self-image, I was broke. In my identity, I was broke. Mm. So even though my brain liked these good ideas, I couldn't get them. I couldn't get them in myself subconsciously to be able to do them to create the outcomes that I wanted. Therefore, I read and read and read and stayed broke and broke and broke and even more broke by buying books. Yeah, yeah. We got to change. Yes, I think what you just shared there is so valuable because we're today more than ever is the information consuming era, right? And uh, that alone doesn't change. Well, do you want one more tip there on, on changing? Before yeah. we go, I don't know yeah. what the timing is, but one more yeah. tip. Yeah. The reason it's so hard to change is that the brain, there's a part of the brain, not all of it, okay. that loves predictability. Okay. Let me give you an example here. Is, like couple, well, let me give you this example first, maybe the only one. Mm-hmm. Is the brain, research demonstrates there's a part of the brain that loves predictability. It's mm-hmm. a survival mechanism from millions of years ago, whatever, hundreds of thousands of years ago, mm-hmm. that we had a predictability factor. Meaning if you were going to leave the cave and get food, you had to predict how safe is it for me to leave the food. I would leave the right. cave to get food. Okay. Right. 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 So 
what happens is that part of the brain is survival-based, meaning it's very strong. It's in the older part of the brain called the reptilian part, what they call the reptilian part of the brain. It's survival-based. So the brain, there's a part of the brain that works from predictability. Why? Because that is safe. If I change, that's unsafe because I can't predict what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right now, you want, you know, your program is $10 from the register. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got 10 bucks in my pocket, metaphorically speaking. Mm-hmm. That's my last 10. Mm-hmm. I won't give you my last 10 because at least I can predict I've got 10 in my pocket. Right. Yet I'm going to stay there being a person that doesn't have any more than $10. Mm-hmm. We've got to leave that comfort zone. Then the double whammy on top of that is the comfort zone is a place that you feel good in, mm-hmm. right? That's why it's a comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Anytime we leave the comfort zone, we feel anxious. We feel anxiety. So therefore, the anxiety is pain. The brain moves from, from pain to pleasure. To leave the comfort zone is pain. We stay in the comfort zone. The comfort zone is predictability. Therefore, things never change. Mm-hmm. Said a lot. Sorry about that. It's so good. Yeah. It's so You know, good. I don't know if your listeners are like, I wish this guy would shut up already. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but I love doing it. I love, yeah. I mean, it, there's nothing better to me. One of my drivers, and I'm, you know, tell me when we're done. Yeah. One of my coaches one time said, Jim, you help people like you do, so they won't have to struggle like you did. Because mm-hmm. I grew up struggling, and I struggled for a lot of years in life. Mm-hmm. It's my, like, core level passion to help people not struggle. And you can make $10 million a year and still struggle. It's my passion to help people not struggle with things in life, health, money, relationships, because I did for a lot of years. And if I can help people not struggle, that's why I'm on the planet. Yeah. Bob, it's it's evident in the way that you communicate and what you share and the Thank passion you. that you have behind it. And, Thank you. Uh, I know you've changed a lot of lives already. Yeah. Yeah. Just getting warmed up too. <laughs> well, they've done the work. I've just been the guide. You know, yeah, they've changed their sure. own life, but I guide people and I break things down really simple. And yeah. most of the world we live in for many years is misinformation. Mm-hmm. And what I do is I, I attempt, my objective is to bring accurate information that you can apply mm-hmm. where you can actually use it and start getting results, not some pie in the sky theories or different things that aren't going to work for people. Mm-hmm. So that's, Anyway, that's my passion. I'm so glad we got to do this today. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for your time and for sharing all of this. And, Absolutely. Uh, uh, I know our audience has benefited. I also want you to know I, I was really looking forward to this. I knew it would be good. And I have significantly benefited in my life, too. And I'm looking forward to, to getting to know you better and, and thank uh, you, talking more for sure. So, Absolutely. Anytime. If you want to do more, let's let's do it. Cool. And by the way, be to have, we're opening up uh, next month. Okay. I don't know what I'm going to do with, do with that after that. We normally pull it off the shelf. It's only okay. for like a week. Okay. So anyone listening, get cool. on my list. If you wait, which is also brain-based, you're going right. to miss out. Right. So, make, make sure right. to get on the list. Hey, yes. check out Jim, connect with him, get on the list so you can find out when that comes out. And uh, as always, if you're sharing the episode, make sure to tag Jim, tag myself. Thanks for being here. Jim, appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. So uh, I really appreciate you. I'll see you soon.